creation of the Lord, but in order to really capture its full significance, we have to understand the context, what has just occurred before the transfiguration. Because in the passage in this gospel, just before Jesus is transfigured, he for the first time has announced to his apostles his passion, that he will be handed over, that he will suffer, and that he will die. And for the apostles, this news kind of blindsided them. It was totally unexpected because for them, the expectation of the Jews at this time was that the Messiah, and they believed that Jesus was the Messiah, but they had a different idea of the Messiah. They believed that the Messiah was to be the conqueror, the one who would free them from oppression, especially at this time from the oppression of the Romans. And so for the Messiah to be handed over, to suffer, to die, led them to hear that, led them into discouragement, into confusion. And so after that first announcement of his passion, Jesus takes him up the mountain and is transfigured. Now, what does it mean when the gospel says that he's transfigured? What is taking place in that moment? Well, his divinity, right, he's the son of God, for the first time in his earthly life is shining. He's allowing it to shine through his humanity. He's manifesting his glory through his humanity. And so that's why it describes this as his clothes dazzling white, his face changing in appearance because that glory is shining through his humanity. Every time that we come to mass, we pray in the creed. We say that we believe when, we, when we're speaking of Jesus, we say he is God from God and light from light, light from light true God from true God. That light is shining through his humanity for the first time. And what he's doing is he's consoling his apostles. That light of the transfiguration is illuminating this announcement of his passion to show them that, yes, he will suffer, but it's not going to end there. But rather, it will end with his glorification, with his victory over sin and death on the day of the resurrection. But he's also showing them that the path to get there to his glorification is through the cross. There's a Latin term that's used frequently that is per crucem ad lucem, through the cross to the light, through the cross to the glory of the resurrection. But then something also interesting takes place in this passage of the transfiguration, and that is that the light of the transfiguration not only illuminates that message of his passion and what is to come, but the light of his transfiguration, we see that it shines back into the past as well. Because this gospel, it says that Moses and Elijah, these two very important figures from the Old Testament, also appear to him in glory. They appear transfigured as well. Meaning that the light, his light has shone back into the past, into the personal story of Israel. Everything that has taken place before Christ finds its deepest meaning in Christ. And his light of the transfiguration is showing that, is revealing that. And this really gets at the theme of today, which is reconciliation with my personal story. Last week, we spoke about reconciliation with God. This week, we speak about the reconciliation with my personal story. Because just as the light of the transfiguration illuminated Israel's personal story and their history, the light of his transfiguration, his light, can illuminate our story our personal story, our lives. And it's amazing to see. This is a, it's a great spiritual exercise to be able to 
look back onto our lives. And when we do with Christ, we begin to see how in so many different ways God was present in our personal story throughout our past, guiding us, these different providential events leading us to where we are today. So many signs of his blessing, for example. When we look back, sometimes it's not so easy in the present, but when we look back and remember back with Christ and we say, Lord, show me where you are present, we begin to see his presence. So many signs of blessing. But also, his light can penetrate the dark moments of our past because we all have tough moments in our personal story. There are good moments and moments of blessing and there are tough moments as well. But the good news is that his light can shine, can penetrate into those difficult moments, the tough moments, the moments of suffering, the scenes from our past that maybe we say, boy, I wish I could delete that, maybe from the movie of my life, from my life, you know? But we can't. But what can happen is that his light can penetrate that darkness. And usually when we think back on the tough moments, they kind of fall into three categories. The first one are things that we've done that we wish we hadn't done. And those usually cause within us regret. And oftentimes we can hold on to those regrets for a long time. The second are things that we've suffered at the hands of others. Things that others have said to us, things that they've done to us, ways others have hurt us, rejection, maybe even abuse of some sort, a lack of love in our past. And these sorts of things can cause resentment, they can cause desires of vengeance sometimes, hardness of heart and wounds in the present. And thirdly, difficult life events, the loss of a loved one, the divorce maybe of parents, the absence of a parent or a move that was a difficult move or transition, injuries. And even though these things may have happened, accept them for what they were important for that healing. And then he can also redeem. What do I mean by saying that he can redeem our past? Well, just like he redeemed Israel's past, he can redeem our past as well. Meaning that out of those bad things that have happened or that we've done, he can bring good out of it. It's a sign of his power that he can bring good out of it. And if we're saying, well, what does that mean? How can that be possible that he can bring something good out of that? You know, when we're looking back on something. Cross. Out of such a share their testimony a lot of times. And so one man shared his testimony that he had come from a very difficult background, a very different, difficult family life. His dad was a very absent father, was not really there for them. When he was at home, he was kind of an abusive father, tough on them. He shared that throughout his whole childhood, looking back, he can't remember a single time. He couldn't remember a single time that his father even gave him an embrace, a fatherly embrace, a hug from his father. And then as he progressed through life, he got into all sorts of trouble with the law, with addictions, different things like that. Then he eventually began his own family. He married, had children. And what really hurt him was that he began to see that he was doing the same things that his father had done to him. He was living in the same way. And that was when a friend of his invited him on this retreat, on his first retreat. And when he went on that retreat for the first time, he opened his heart to God. And he shared with these men then later on in this other retreat, he shared with them that in his first retreat, when he opened his heart to God, for the first time he experienced the love of God filling his heart. 
and healing those things of the past and filling him with a new love. And when he returned from his retreat, he discovered that he all of a sudden had a new capacity to love, to love his wife, to love his children that wasn't there before. He said, where, where did this come from? His, his family was surprised too. What, what happened? And he realized that it was the love of God that had come in, that had healed those wounds that he had and that was now allowing him to be able to love in a new way. And what I saw through that was that Jesus not only healed him, but he was redeeming as well. Because through that testimony, many men shared that because of that man's testimony, they received so much hope. Because they said, if God can do that in his life, well, what's to say that he can't do it in my life? So out of those bad things that happened to him, and then that healing, he gave other people hope. And that was God redeeming his story. Sometimes it's said, and I think it's very true, that hurt people hurt people, right? Hurt people hurt people. If we're hurt, if we're hurting inside, we tend to hurt others as well, sometimes without even trying, without even meaning to. But the opposite is also true. Healed people heal people. And that's what God wants to do in each one of us, heal so that we can also bring about healing. So this week, what I encourage all of us to do, thinking on this reconciliation with my personal story, is to ask the light of Christ to shine back into our past, to be able to see those difficult moments, maybe not alone, but with that light of Christ, and to be able to ask Christ and ask ourselves, where do I need that light to shine in my past? What events of the past are still weighing down on me right now? What things have I done that I still hold on to regret? What, what things have others done to me that still causes resentment? Ask the Lord's light to shine into that so that we can accept, so that we can forgive, so that we can be healed, so that we're no longer, so that we're not people, hurt people who hurt people, but that we can be healed people who heal people.